Hello there, you're listening to another new episode of the Park Rush podcast and that can mean only one thing. We've got another new slightly different colour on our logo. Other than that, there's plenty of theme park news to talk about on this week's show, including the end of Kid Zone and what could be replacing it. Some exciting new attractions coming to Chessington here in the UK and plenty more. There's lots to talk about, so let's get to it. Hello there, Josh. How is it going? Very good, thank you, Tom. How about yourself? I'm well. I'm well. Another fine episode of the Disney Lads vlog has been released. Avengers yes. Campus this time. For Avengers people Campus. to enjoy. Yeah. There's a lot going on in Avengers Campus and uh, it's hard to try and get it all in, but I got I got a fair bit. Yeah, there's some um, instant reacts to the rides that they've got over there. There's some uh, Dora Milaje action, there's some Guardians action, there's some Iron Man speaking French and Captain Marvel speaking English back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. That's ba- that basically me in any language lesson at school. Like the yeah. teacher speaks to me in a foreign language and I just, <laughs> I'm not, not, not even going to try. Um, the, uh, the speaking exam, when they, they say their first line in Spanish, I go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I hard relate to Captain Marvel on the Avengers Flight Force ride at Disneyland, just refusing to acknowledge Iron Man's perfect French. Yeah, she uh, Uh, she never let the Empire go. No. (laughs) Uh, But not only that, Josh, you shared with me today some absolutely glorious footage of Efteling covered in snow. I mean, I thought that was one of the most photogenic theme parks I'd ever been to anyway yeah seeing in the snow makes me want to jump in the car and go straight back looks absolutely phenomenal it is uh, yeah a purely uh a winter wonderland out there and obviously uh most of the rides are shut or all of the rides are shut but the uh fantasy uh, fairy tale walk through is still very much open yeah that must look really really good something yeah. tells me that thought park probably doesn't look quite as scenic in the snow um, Mm, no, uh, I, I can't. I can't see it, and no. you know that's not that's not shots fired at Thorpe Park. It's a it's a perfectly fine theme park, but I, I wouldn't say it is the most aesthetically pleasing theme park I've been to. No, I've, I mean Alton Towers is probably a good looker in the snow. Yeah, that might not look too bad. That might not look too bad. What about Chessington, Josh? Um, I think the old part where Vampire is, I think that would look pretty cool, but I think the rest of it would look a bit meh. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll uh, we'll be back to Chessington a little bit later in the show. Oh boy. But we should first of all go through some excellent correspondence that we've had again this week from our fine listeners. So let's play the correspondence music and get straight to that. you want to get in touch with the park rush podcast then the best way to do it is to email us podcast at parkrush.com or get in touch on twitter where you can find us at park rush 
podcast. We've got correspondence in both of those places this week, and unfortunately, they are both pointing out that we were wrong about things. <laughs> <laughs> this is more. It's becoming like correction corner. Yeah, maybe we should change the music. I should just replace it with something like. <laughs> That'd probably be more apt. Uh, but I'll, I'll start with the Twitter correction, and then Josh, you can lay on the email correction that we've had. Yeah. So this one comes from friend of the show, Pastor John Self. And John, I can't believe you've done this to us. I mean, we, we bigged you up last week with your new gig, at Attractions Magazine. Ugh. And, uh, well, we got in, in response. Lads, you were wrong about something. <laughs> abuse. Abuse, yeah. It's basically <laughs> abuse. I thought Elon Musk was meant to be cracking down on this sort of thing, but obviously not. Well, yeah. Hyping anyway. up, if anything else. Yeah, exactly. Look, as far as I can tell, Elon Musk welcomes fake news. So, John, you're you're the weird one here calling it out. That's all I've got to say. It's not what Twitter's for. Anyway, last week, one of the stories we talked about was some of the changes that were being made at the various Disney parks. And one of them we reported <laughs> was that Walt Disney World was removing the requirement to uh, book your day at the parks in advance if you were an annual pass holder. So it's been a post-COVID policy that obviously in addition to needing a park ticket, you also needed to reserve uh, the day that you wanted to go to any of the parks in advance. And we talked about that last week, kind of the, some of the problems that's caused. So by all means, go back and, and listen to a kind of wider discussion on it. But we weren't quite correct, Josh. Weren't shock horror shock horror i know exactly i mean it's part of the brand i don't know why people are complaining yeah we've always been like this that's what you come here for uh so annual pass holders won't have to reserve if they're going to a park after two o'clock in the afternoon so that's the key distinction and it also won't apply on saturdays and sundays at magic kingdom so you will still need to reserve if you want to go to Magic Kingdom on the weekend and you'll still need to reserve if you want to go to any of the parks first thing. But after 2pm, uh, it's uh, it's up for grabs. You can go where you like if you're an annual pass holder. So there we okay. are. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, who's complaining in the email inbox, uh, Josh? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's Mr. Ben once again. Oh, for God's sake! These people are meant to like us. Uh, morning, chaps. Uh, well, it's it's uh, about eight o'clock for us now, I'm afraid, Ben. So you got that wrong. Ha! <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Frozen Ever After animatronics use use exterior projection mapping. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but they use internal projection mapping, and it's been used in Walt Disney World since 1999. So, <laughs> we got that very wrong. Yeah, so this was this goes back to a story we talked about. Was it actually two weeks ago? Where uh, we were talking about this new drone or, or this new robot that Disney had filed a patent for. Kind yes. of like the, the next step on from the Spider-Man stunt robot in California. <laughs> this one would be able to sort of hover and fly. Yes, so it goes back two weeks. Uh, ben wrote in about that. Yeah, he didn't call us out on that occasion. So he's no. only worked out that we were wrong two weeks later. 
No, because then, because then last week talking about his email from about oh. the previous episode, we then mentioned oh. about the exterior and the interior projection. Oh. Uh, so this is a correction from that correction, basically. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> um, yes. So you have to listen to two episodes to get the full gist of what's going on here. Uh, the the Buzz Lightyear in the Space Ranger Spin Q was the first to get it, but it was improved dramatically for the Seven Dwarfs in 2014 and has been used extensively since on things like The Little Mermaid, Frozen Ever After, and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, external projection is not feasible for any of these as the animatronic heads have significant range of movement an external projector would be swinging around all over the place in front of them and somewhat ruin the illusion. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right there, Ben. Um, alas, you can't do shadow bird flipping on Anna and Elsa, but you could still do it on the Cinderella Castle if you manage to climb up onto the projection towers in the plaza. All the best, Mr. Ben. Excellent. <clears throat> oh, it's good to know, although I don't know if you've seen... Uh, footage on social media recently of the current state of the aerial animatronic on the Little Mermaid ride at Magic Kingdom. She's looking a little worse for wear. Uh, yeah, her, she looks like she's broken her jaw, and <laughs> <laughs> when she's singing, if there was, if she was actually, if if the sound of her voice was accurate and consistent <laughs> to the pattern of her mouth movement as it is right now, it would be more like. Could because there's no, there's no <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, it's it's rough. It really is. I'll I'll put a link in the show notes to the broken aerial and also to the snowy Efteling. Yes, uh, I would watch Broken Aerial first because it's quite disturbing, and then cheer yourself up by looking at Snowy yeah. Efteling. There you go. You know what that is, Tom? That is Bob Chapek cutbacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Bob Iger likes you know the Disney fans so much that while he's waiting for the aerial to be repaired, he will dress up as Ariel and go and sit on the ride for as long as it takes, <laughs> so that it doesn't break the immersion. Oh, I would love that. That'd be so good. Yeah. I'm sorry just to have put <clears throat> that image into everyone's mind of Bob Iger wearing a purple shell-shaped bikini top. Tom, I would buy a plane ticket to Florida tomorrow. <laughs> well, that makes one of us, I think that would be a bit weird. Anyway, there's uh, some good news stories to talk about again this week, so we'll do that after this short break. a lifetime but don't want to wait around chicken media has the answer specializing in photography and video production this is the media industry's answer to fast food quick turnaround content for the soul whether you've got a wedding coming up or a music event church recital whatever it might be while no spring chickens chicken media always cater to the customer providing an a la carte service to find out more head to chicken 
dot media. That's chkn dot media. Welcome back. It's time to get things wrong again in the news segment. <laughs> First thing we're going to get stuff wrong about this week is the closure of Kidzone at Universal Studios Florida. Emotional, Josh. Emotional. I'm I'm actually crying right here. A fantastic report, a comprehensive report at Orlando Park Stop about the closure of Kidzone uh, and then also uh, a little bit of speculation uh, about what might come to replace it and when we might expect to see Kidzone re-emerge in its new form. So just to confirm, this isn't all of Kidzone that is closing. So E.T. survives. So does the Animal Actors Show, the Kidzone Pizza Company, and the SpongeBob SquarePants Shop. Uh, But we have lost Fivel's Playland, Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, Curious George goes to town and then perhaps most brutally of all, given that I'm they were pretty new when I went uh, just over a year ago or just under a year ago, uh, the DreamWorks destination and the Shrek and Donkey meet and greet. So all that is is shut and is behind work walls now. Uh, Josh, uh, what will you miss most of, of that that batch of, of closed attractions there? Uh, Barney. Yeah, I mean, look, Barney uh, will always be the premier dinosaur attraction at Universal Florida, Universal Orlando. Yeah. You know, you can keep your Jurassic Park River adventure. You can keep your Velocicoaster even. Barney uh, will never be defeated and went to his grave knowing that he would always be the very best. Yeah, what's that song? Is it from Tarzan, the Phil Collins? Uh, is it, uh, you'll, you'll be, be in, in my heart. heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll be in my heart. Tonally, would have been befitting of the Barney show back in the day. You know, it is uh, sort of I love you, you love me. You'll be in my heart. You can merge the two together pretty perfectly, Josh. I'd be well up for that. Yeah, uh, but a- any particular sort of uh, resonance for? Woody Woodpecker or, you know, Curious George. Uh, no, I don't I think mean, I've ever done them. <laughs> I was I was jumping around Fivel's Playland as recently as 2019, Josh. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, no, we didn't do any of that stuff, uh, really. Right. So you uh, never did Woody Woodpecker even? No, I don't think I did. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, interesting. That was, that was like a Barnstormer-esque uh, little kiddie coaster pretty good i would say there was a very good <laughs> when you got to the top of the chain lift that's pretty good, good. Fun. i don't this yeah. thing i don't even remember seeing that coaster like mm. we kind of like walked around to et went into et mm. and then once et once we like that's it we're straight out and onwards well, yeah. sort of thing. well you never would have seen it you didn't go deep enough into kid zone to see it yeah i guess that's that's probably why i mean well <clears> we probably did the first year back in 98 when we went to see Barney, but... Uh, right, yeah. Not since. The closures were announced back in November, 
And then last Sunday was the final day of operation. So as of Monday, the 16th of January, they uh, they were shut. Uh, Universal has not said publicly what will be replacing uh, all of these closed attractions. Uh, but sounds like it's going to be pretty extensive. So they're not simply going to reopen Curious George goes to town with a new lick of paint and some different characters <laughs> attached to it uh, because permits have been filed for demolition. So they're going to oh blow boy. up Fivel's playland and Curious George goes to town. Put some dynamite See you later, Fivel. It'll be like uh, Dudley Do writes Ripsaw Falls. Who, who's the villain <sighs> on that running around with dynamite? Um, the Dick Dastardly Dick, looking Dick, fella. Is it Dick Dastardly? It's oh, not it's, Dick Dastardly. It's uh, not the Dick Dastardly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. John and Ben are listening out like hawks, just to drop another mistake. Get right on us. Uh, yeah, I feel like I need to find out who it is before uh, before we get an email about that. Well, while you while you stall and and work out who is the villain on Dudley Do Right, uh, the documents, the planning documents that have been filed and are here in this Orlando Park Stop article would suggest. That they, that they are aiming to have everything finished <clears throat> by sort of the spring of 2024. So that's interesting uh, to me. Um, it would sort of keep up this cadence that they've had of new attractions, you know, every year. So yeah. this year, I think we probably would expect the Minions replacement um, at Shrek 4D and the uh, Minions replacement of the Monsters Cafe, those two together... I think yep. we, we're expecting those this year. But then, obviously, if you were to have the Kids Zone revamp next year, uh, you would then have Epic Universe in 2025. So, of course, that would keep up this cadence uh, pretty well. Um, 2024 would make sense then from that perspective. Of course, you know, Kids Zone has been on the chopping block for a really long time, hasn't it? There have been. There have been occasions in the past where work walls have gone up and then mm. they have changed their minds and and decided to keep it as is. Like There have been so many rumours in the past about Nintendo coming to Universal and replacing KidZone, whether that be um, like the Mario stuff that we've seen come to fruition elsewhere and is coming to Epic Universe or whether it be Pokemon or something like that. There have been so many rumours, and and obviously they were very very close to getting started. But or, um, uh, maybe we could uh, have a villains themed area based on Snidely Snidely Whiplash. Snidely Whiplash. There you go. There you go. So, what do you think then, Josh? Uh, what kind of stuff would you like, and do you do you think they could replace some of this stuff with? Could, could it be perhaps some of the uh, some of the franchises that we talked about last week in relation to the family-friendly park, Universal Park, that they've announced for Texas, so DreamWorks characters. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's probably that's one of the heavily rumored things at the moment. I think for uh, DreamWorks properties in general, maybe one specific DreamWorks property, obviously, would very much like for it to be another Nintendo property. There, if we could get the trio of Nintendo Epic Universe get maybe Pokemon in here and then Zelda in Islands as the as the dream is that would be great but I think we're probably looking at something DreamWorks related. 
I mean, obviously, again, not officially announced, but all signs point to How to Train Your Dragon being an epic universe. Yep. So I think you're probably looking at um, DreamWorks properties that, that are not that for this particular area. So Trolls, Kung Fu Panda, maybe? <clears throat> maybe. Uh, the rumour is that as well that the kid, the coaster there, the Nuthouse coaster, will remain as, and be rethemed, right? So... Yeah, that's not far, that's not been earmarked for demolition. So yeah, hmm. so that's probably that rumor is probably accurate. And and what do you think? What would you like to see Woody Woodpecker coaster rethemed to? Which DreamWorks property would you think best suits a coaster? Other than How to Train Your Dragon, which is the most obvious one, I yeah. suppose. I mean, I haven't seen Trolls, so I couldn't I couldn't say something there kung fu panda i think would make sense theme it to the shrek dragon um, i mean the uh you know do, the, do you do shrek the legacy these days? i don't know well i mean that new puss in boots film is meant to be legit we us poor brits still haven't had the uh honor and privilege of seeing it because it's not out here for another another couple of weeks very unusual to see that these days such a long gap between us and uk release normally yeah. pretty much spot on day and date now but uh yeah maybe you know shrek no longer just a meme maybe the the new puss in boots film being so oh. good is actually gonna sort of revive shrek as an actual cinematic universe <laughs> yes. the, the scu yes <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. i'm here for it yeah, I, I think we should uh, put Jaws in there. <laughs> yeah, what a twist that would be. <laughs> Jaws replaces Kid Zone. Yeah, My niece like, loves Jaws. You, She's loved Jaws you, uh, like, since she was a child, like a proper child. Right, yeah. So you can perfect make it the, uni- the universal legacy, le- legacy zone. Yeah. Just put all, put all the old rides back in there. I don't think they've got enough room, but... <laughs> Dig a trench, put Earthquake in, That'd Barney. Be great. Yeah, Barney. Now, I still think they should just put Barney in the River Adventure. Just just hide yes. him in there somewhere. No, just paint have the him, T-Rex purple. Paint, paint the T-Rex purple. I have him fighting over that bloodied shirt with one of the little raptors. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, those dinosaur animatronics look so rough these days that I think actually Ariel is the one who would fit in best. Just put her, <laughs> just put her in there. <laughs> Uh, that'll do it I think for Kids Zone moving on uh, just a quickie here Uh, we spoke last week about the opening of Mission Ferrari at uh, Ferrari World Abu Dhabi but uh, since last week when it had just opened um, there have been a few uh, POV videos that have been released and and wound up on the internet so we've had a chance to have a a, a bit of a better look at this and the most eye-catching element based on the descriptions last week was this sideways drop um, so we've got a little bit look at a little look at that. I, this ride, though, is much more kind of uh, of, a, of a dark ride coaster hybrid than I would have expected. Like I knew the majority of the coaster was indoors because the majority of thing park rides in Abu Dhabi have to be indoors because of the weather. But I didn't anticipate there being a quote unquote story here, and it's kind of like a bootleg spy movie is sort of the vibe. Uh, yeah. 
but you're you know driving around in a Ferrari. Uh, yeah, this very much feels like uh, if this was in Movie Park Germany, then I <laughs> yeah. completely understand. But actually, it's pro- it's it's better than basically everything in in Movie Park Germany by the looks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it looks a which bit isn't more hard high- to be fair. No, it looks a bit more high budget, doesn't it? And it also looks like, you know, it's reasonably long. And yeah. a kind of running theme at Movie Park Germany, which I know we keep picking on, but uh, their coasters were all... <laughs> the the two target. coasters that you wanted to be over in 10 seconds because they were so rough and horrible went on for ages. <laughs> and the, yeah. the indoor ones, which were, you know, at least on paper a little more interesting and at least didn't cause you physical pain were really short and yeah. this one actually looks like yeah it's it's of a reasonable length it's uh, quite nicely paced as i say it slows down for you know storytelling moments a couple of times there are a few launches uh, there's a sideways drop there's a backwards drop there is a very brief moment where you go out well not quite outside but into the light and yeah it, it looks like uh, it's actually more varied than i would have expected and mm. Yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued on this one. It looks pretty good. Surprisingly decent. Yeah, yeah. It's not actually a, a bad comparison um, to say it's a little bit like Escape from Gringotts, maybe. Like oh, pacing, yeah. pacing wise, it's not dissimilar to that. Yeah, that's not a bad. Uh, show. Uh, yeah, I, I would maybe compare it to that. Um, but worth worth checking out if you're at all interested. And then another trailer, oh, no, not trailer, but uh, another sort of slice of uh, of news, which is uh, purely video based uh, for us, uh, is that we got a new trailer for Park Beyond, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, kind of speculatively. Uh, this is a theme park video game, which is being developed at the moment, uh, published by Bandai Namco. And uh, I think it's, is it Lim- Limbo Entertainment? I think it might be. I might be wrong about that. Um, not a developer that I'm familiar with, but no. this game had kind of gone dark for a little while since it was announced uh, last year or the year before. I think it was the year before because originally they were earmarking a 2022 release. It's now earmarking 2023, nothing more specific than that. But they released a new trailer this week. Uh, it's called the Management Trailer, so you'd think it would be kind of focused on showing off the management side of this theme park game more so than the kind of creative side. Uh, but it doesn't really, it's kind of mostly a cutscene um, sort of setting up the quote unquote story of the game, which basically seems to be, there's a bitter executive who wants to uh, I- ensure that your theme park fails. But uh, one thing this yeah. trailer does emphasize, um, which all the previous ones have for this game is that this isn't, uh, this isn't a particularly realistic take on a theme park management game. There's like wacky stuff going on here with like big monsters and robots, and uh, it's way more fantastical than a planet coaster or a roller coaster tycoon. It seems to me. Uh, yeah. Do you think it looks decent? I'm intrigued. It feels like the vibe to me is a bit more like um, theme park world that we played on our, our series that one time, uh, or maybe Thrillville. Almost like with the oh yes in in terms of looks, not in term necessarily in terms of gameplay, but the like um, unrealistic vibe of the parks of King Kong and 
or a King Kong-esque character and uh, crazy rides and that sort of thing. It's, yeah. I think it looks cool. Yeah. But, and it also looks like it has uh, some of the management stuff and some of the design and construction stuff that you would hope for from a modern theme park builder simulator. I, I wasn't 100% sure before I watched this trailer how deep the kind of management side of the game would be. And I did wonder, like, given as well that they are putting this out on console day in day, it's not like it's a clearly uh, PC-designed game which comes to console later, like Planet Coaster. This is this is straight up a console game from day one. Yeah. So I wasn't too sure if it might also end up resembling Thrillville gameplay-wise, but it seems like... No, it is going to be closer to a, a sort of classic vintage theme park management game. So it will be interesting to see how it adapts to the controller. I mean, I have to imagine they'll take cues from Planet Coaster, which I would say is like, as is always the case with those kinds of games on consoles, whenever I play them, I sit there and I'm like, yeah, this is probably as good as you could have got this working on a console but I yeah. would still never recommend anyone actually play this on a console <laughs> if they have the choice. Like the PC version is going to be by far and away the better way to play it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's even got the um, path construction from Planet Coast. That was maybe so. the most eye-catching thing to me in the trailer. Was like, oh, like that's that's what made me sit up and think, oh, this uh, this is more Planet Coastery, Roller Coaster Tycoony than I would have thought. Yeah. 100%. And uh, a correction before anyone comes after me. It's not Limbo Entertainment. I blame the font in the trailer. It's Limbic Entertainment. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. So there you go. Part Beyond. We'll keep an eye out for a uh, release date, but uh, nothing yet other than 2023. Finally, Josh, this is exciting. We've got some more news on the Jumanji Land coming to Chessington, as we mentioned yeah. earlier. So we've got uh, a few rides here. The main attraction in this Jumanji Land, which is called World of Jumanji, will be Mandrill Mayhem, which is a uh, Bolga and Mabillard coaster, a wing coaster uh, that goes forward and back, has two launches and the first inversion in the entire park. It'll have a top speed of 45 miles per hour. So, Josh, you went to Chessington relatively recently. What's kind of like the most extreme, quote-unquote extreme, roller coaster that they have right now? Is there, is there anything there that is particularly eye-catching from a coaster perspective? Um, I guess the two the two standouts are, would be uh, Vampire and the... Uh, what do they call it? Dragon, Dragon Challenge, I think. Dragon Spin, something like that. It's a spinning coaster, like um, like Spinball Wizard or uh, um, Crush's coaster, right? Disneyland Paris. Um, yeah, the, neither of them are partic- particularly uh, thrilling. They are, they are fairly thrilling, but still, you know child suitable so yeah they kind of sit in that middle ground i guess right yeah i mean look to be clear this one is also child friendly but yeah it does seem like it's going to be a significant step up from what they've already got there and i mean just before we talk about the other two rides 
speaking of it being a, a step up, if the concept art is or proves to be an accurate reflection of what they're doing here, then this also seems like a big step up compared to uh, what I'm used to from UK theme parks, just in terms of theming and landscaping. And Yeah, so uh, the um, big, uh, I don't know what it is, Panther, Jaguar Mountain. Big, the Big Panther, yeah. That's my favourite uh, <laughs> detective film. <laughs> yes, uh, I think it's a Jaguar, right? A fifty, yeah, it's a Jaguar Shrine. That's uh, that was been that was under construction when we were there, or the the main structure was built. They hadn't put any of the like theming on it. That looked really impressive, actually. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't get a decent shot of it because you know iPhone cameras aren't very good at distance. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it. I think that looks really impressive, I'm, and I'm looking forward to hopefully if they get all the you know the foliage right. Um, and the and the buildings, I think it could look really good. Yeah, fifty five feet tall is that Jaguar Shrine, and uh, this coaster will sort of spiral up to the pretty close to the summit of that. So, yeah, it, it looks pretty impressive. Uh, the other two rides that have been announced are Mamba Strike and Ostrich Stampede. Uh, Ostrich Stampede looks a little bit like. Oh, it's hard to tell if it's if it's like a Dumbo, or if it's a bit more of a of a sandstorm at Bush Gardens. It looks a bit more Dumbo-ish, I would say, but um, slightly different seating arrangement. It, it's more of a bench. Yeah, um, it's a three abreast, right? Yeah, indeed, indeed. And then Mamba Strike, I, I've not, I don't think I've been on a ride of that, of that design before. Have, have, have you? Based on this concept art, it's a difficult one for me to describe, given that I haven't seen one of them in the flesh before. Um, I have seen one of these flat rides. I don't think I've been on one. Uh, they're quite common at sort of um, fairground, you know, smaller fairground. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, uh, this looks really good. I, I hope it. I hope it delivers on the concept art, and it's just interesting. And uh, I was going to say weird. There's no no reason for it to be considered weird, I suppose. But yeah, just the the spate of Jumanji themed thing park rides that are opening in various places at the moment. Um, the Gardaland one opened last year. Gardaland is also run by Merlin, so this that right. this all makes yeah, sense. So, Merlin specific licensing deal then yeah okay cool well yeah I hope this turns out well obviously and then maybe you know sets the new sets the new bar for for this kind of expansion uh, at a UK theme park you know yeah I certainly think this park needed something like this because it felt a little lacking when we went do you think they get it open for the summer um I think theme park worldwide has seen uh on, on YouTube, a scene track. So, oh, interesting. I think we're closer than uh, we appreciate than it is to appreciate. Right. Okay. Uh, anyway, that is going to do it. I think for this week's Park Rush podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show, and we didn't get anything else wrong. No promises, and in all seriousness. Let us know. It's good to be corrected. We're not too proud.
If you'd like to keep up with the show in the week between episodes, then the best place to go is links.parkrush.com. That's where you can find our socials. Uh, most notably, though, that's where you'll find the YouTube channel, which is where, am I right in saying there's one more Disneyland Paris Christmas vlog to come? Yes, day three and four combined into one episode. Oh, very nice. Very yep. nice. So look forward to that. As I said earlier, if you'd like to get in touch, then email us, podcast at parkrush.com or tweet us at parkrushpodcast. And if you haven't already, then do subscribe to the show on your preferred podcasting app. And if it supports ratings or reviews, then do leave us one. That would help us out. We'll be back next week with more. Until then, stay safe and take it easy out there. Goodbye. See ya.